All righty, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Pito. I'm glad you guys could all be with me tonight. Now, as we always do at 9 o'clock, let's get to The Fan Focus. Waiting us off, it's Afternoon Drive, it's Nick and it's Dustin. The two of them talk about Burrow versus Mahomes. He was really good as a rookie, but they lost a lot of games. But everything that we quantify with a quarterback, which is elite numbers and winning, he's had two elite seasons in the NFL. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has been elite since 2018. Patrick it's Mahomes. Five, what, five years? It's been. Of, of eliteness? Math, math is really hard. Yes, five years. I carry the two. And Pat Mahomes has been to, I think, four AFC title games. Actually, no, I think he's been to an AFC title game every year he's been the starter in Kansas City. He's been to three Super Bowls. He's won two of them. And we're comparing a guy in Joe Burrow who's a really great quarterback and probably will in five years be more comparable to Mahomes. But who's been to two AFC title games and one Super Bowl and hasn't won one. And I, I just don't understand the, the rush to anoint Joe Burrow. He's going to get there. I'm confident he will. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's going to be a great player in this league. I honestly feel like we're going to have like a like a Brady slash Manning type of run with these two guys. I, I hope you I, – I agree, by the way, and I hope you're right. But I, but I think that Burrow's probably going to be more of a Manning mm-hmm. as opposed to Mahomes. Well, and I think and Joe – And this takes nothing away from Peyton Manning, who's a Hall of Famer. Ooh, what's interesting about that is that for the longest time – Peyton Manning was the winning quarterback out of that duo. Uh, like It was Manning versus Brady, but it was always Manning was the better one than Brady, and then Brady overtook him when it was all said and done. That took, that was some years at the end there, though. Manning wasn't even playing, and then Brady was able to overtake it. And it's fascinating how that all worked out, because I remember being in Tom Brady's camp and being like, Tom Brady's better than Peyton Manning, and people being like, Manning won with four different head coaches, four Super Bowls, uh, went to four Super Bowls with four different head coaches. Like, that's a really impressive different thing. Plus, Manning won all those MVPs. It was it was a it was a different ball game when we had those discussions. But I was a big Brady fan. I always was. Loved Brady, always had. And then Brady became, like, when I imagine liking the Beatles very early on, Ended up becoming, you're like, wait, I was in on this. It's basically me and Taylor Swift. I was in on Taylor Swift. First song she ever had was called Tim McGraw. I remember listening to it on the radio. And listen, I'm not, I'm not like some sort of, uh, you know, music savant or anything like that. I, I don't have a taste for this stuff. But I remember listening to it and being like, oh, she's going to be awesome. And then watching her be awesome. But at this point, I'm like, all right, everyone's in on Taylor. There, there's nothing, there's nothing unique about it. Everyone's in on it. Same thing with Brady. I was in on Brady very, very early. I had a Patriots Tom Brady jersey when I was like 12 years old. First NFL jersey that I bought that was not a Chicago Bear jersey was a Tom Brady jersey. And then, you know, you fast forward and it's like, all right, he won that battle. And Mahomes is going to win the battle versus Burrow. I don't think we're going to have to have some sort of weird turn of events where Mahomes doesn't win that battle because ultimately I think Mahomes is coming for Brady. Alrighty, next up, we go to Ken and Anthony as the two of them discuss the lottery. I am not in on the pool. Our lives are going in separate directions, are they not? Whose? I'm sitting here making an ass of myself because I did not get involved in the pool that could have changed my life forever. That could have helped my family forever. Alright? I'm going to carry resentment 
the rest of my life. It's my fault. It's I got to ab- focus up on this. Let me turn my computer screen off. It's Go a- ahead. It's absolutely. Because now I think I got to do some real We've thinking done here. sports talk on our sports talk show for an hour or three and a half hours, but now you're. But, no, he's going yeah. into a deep thing here. Yeah, the last time because, I turned it off was during Fitzgerald. So I'm, what are we doing? I'm openly telling you, my wife, this is going to destroy our family. Not winning this lotto when you win the lotto, Owen wins it. My boss, oh, that adds insult to injury. My boss wins the lotto. Are you kidding me? So now this destroys everything we've built in in in, in my new home. It destroys everything. My daughter's going to find out one day, you didn't just throw $2 in. You didn't. You, and now we don't have, what? What would we end up getting, each of us? At least $40 million. I mean, How many people are in it? We're just yeah. doing a show pool now? Or so I, I have now ruined my family. They're, they will harbor resentment against me. And then what is our if, dynamic, Ken? If we had Between a pool, well, this is why you. I'm upset. This is why I'm upset. Because if there is a station pool that is being bandied about and you have cut me off from the pool, he, there's no way Andy Roth spent all that money on lotto tickets. He had a fistful of lotto So tickets. he's not telling us about the pool that he has started. Okay. Because of you. Because he wouldn't have done it because of me. Because I like to be involved in everything. As they know, I'm a very paranoid person to the point where I asked you whether or not I might be having a stroke during the break because I can't feel the right side of my body. That coming up later. However, so you know I want to be involved in everything. I want to know if there's a pool, and I want the chance to be in a pool because I don't want to be the person who didn't spend the $2. Because I think about the way I, I would think if I were my wife and the shoe was on the other foot. If you had the opportunity to join the pool oh. and you didn't spend the two bucks oh. and they won, I'd leave you. Oh, right. I'd that's, leave you. That's what I'm getting at. I would leave you. I don't think there is a pool. Because I get asked to do all the pools, and I joined the pools. So I was not asked to join this pool. I would have been. That's, that's shooting fish in a barrel. If people ask me to join, I, I typically end up joining. I like to be a good sport about it. They ask me to do the Super Bowl squares. I do the Super Bowl squares. I, I you know, I, I like to be, you know, conscious with my money. I really do. I don't just go on a whim, but I do think it's good camaraderie. It would be pretty sweet if the whole entire station won the lottery. And I, I do agree with them. You'd feel like an idiot if they all won and then you didn't. Let me tell you a really crushing story really quickly, and then we'll continue on with the fan focus. Uh, Jeff Thomas, you guys know him and love him. He does the updates during the morning show during Ken and Anthony and then also Baskin and Phelps. And uh, Jeff told me this story once about his dad. Jeff's dad worked hard his entire life so that he could retire at a prompt age, right? And Jeff's dad busted his butt in order to make sure that when he hit whatever name, maybe it was like 70, maybe it was 65, whatever it was, that he could retire and he wouldn't have to worry about anything. And he was in a, a group pool with all his employees and his friends at the place that he worked at. And every single week they would buy a lottery ticket. And every single week they would it would be the whole idea that just we just talked about right there. Everyone would put in the pot. The pot, you'd buy lottery tickets, you'd split all the winnings, right? So his dad worked his entire life, busted his butt, retired two years early. Two years early. Two years after he retired, all the people that he worked with, all his friends, all his buddies that he spent years working with, won the lottery in this pool. And not like a million dollars. They they all split like $10 million a piece or something insane. And his dad would have had it had he continued to work. But he busted his butt to try to retire as early as he possibly could. And he missed out on the millions of dollars in the process. You want to talk about heartbreak? That, that's heartbreak. Dan and Phelps on Bob Huggins. 
So I don't know if his wife resigned for him, if that counts as him resigning or not, or if how that's going to play out into the courts. This is unbelievable. This this is one of the more ridiculous things that has taken place in college athletics in a long period of time. I resigned, but I didn't resign because my wife resigned for me. In fact, I think I know exactly what's going on, Jeff. In fact, I, I was very lucky. I, I put in a couple calls. We did the legwork on the show, as we always tend to do with these things. And we have actual audio that took place between Bob Huggins. Oh, and now, his, now and, are you going to try and be cute here? And his attorney. Oh, would I ever. Maybe you can just go back. Go back? Yeah. Pretend like it never happened. You mean just walk into the staff meeting on Monday morning like it never happened? Sure. You're an emotional person. People don't take you seriously. Go back. Pretend the whole thing never happened. Never happened? I was blowing off a little steam. So what? So what? You're entitled. I'm emotional. That's right. You're emotional. (laughs) Never happened. Never happened. Okay. Fascinating. Okay. I'm being honest, it was Phelps' reaction that did it for me the most. Okay. Okay. He was so unamused. I, I know. I think he likes Seinfeld. So unamused. It's great. That's what Huggins is doing. Huggins is just, he's trying to pull that off. I, did, I, did, I, did, I, did I say that? I didn't say that. I'm not, re, I'm not retiring. No, 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 no. I, I am keeping my job. I don't know who retired on his behalf. I don't know if it was his wife. I don't know if it was his daughter. I don't know who thinks they retired on his behalf. Turns out you can't retire on people's behalf. They'll see a lot of people in court over this one. Next up, we go back to Afternoon Drive. Nick and Dustin on cell phone numbers and whether or not you can hand them out to people you know. Sometimes in life, you've got people, whether they're... I hate you. It's fair. uh, Friends of yours that... um, Or whatever, even just an acquaintance that they may ask you for somebody's cell phone number. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like... It, it's got to be like a, a like an unwritten rule that you don't really give people's numbers out mm-hmm. to other other people without asking the person who's you know whose number they want. Okay. Like hey, like for instance, let's say that Keith and I were buddies and you didn't know Keith. Yeah. And, but you were my buddy, and you're like, hey, can I get Keith's number? I don't know that I just give you a phone number without being like, hey, Keith, I got you know my buddy Nick Wilson would like your phone number. Is that cool? For me to give it out to him. So doesn't it depend on how well you know the person asking? Yeah, I think it does. I think that matters more than how well you the well you know the person that they're asking for the number of. I think it goes both ways. So I've experienced this a lot. So like the per here, here's the example, right? The person who was asking for the number was asking like basically from like one of their best friends mm-hmm. for somebody. Somebody's phone number that they don't know at all. Okay. So I think that kind of makes a difference. How well do you know the person again? Asking. Like very, oh, very, very close. Yeah, then I, I think if you know the person, you know you can trust them to not abuse the number. Yeah, I don't know, man. Hey, well, okay. This, I'm, just, I'm just very tight about giving out people's information. Here's the other thing. It does matter whether the, the person they're asking for the number of, whether they're like a public figure. Yeah. Because I tend to not share those numbers as easily. Because if it's, let, let, for instance, Jim Trestle. I yeah, would, I mean, I have people ask all the time for, for like, Trestle's information. And what I do, and Keith has probably dealt with this a lot more than, than I have because Keith is a booker and has a million, uh, you know, 
guest phone numbers in his phone and basically guards that Rolodex with his life, and he should. But, like, if somebody asked me for trustless information, I, I'd probably just give him an email. Yeah, I think that's the right way. I think what they want to do with the number should dictate whether or not you give out the number. So, like, I have people that have given out my number to other producers and other people in the industry to try to get me to come on and talk like Guardians baseball against the Padres or something. And I I don't appreciate that one bit. If you don't ask me ahead of time, I don't appreciate that one bit because all you're doing is signing me up for work. Now, I've also had people give out my number because that person wants to text me and say, hey, JP, want to see if you want to hit up a quick 18 on me over the weekend and want to make sure you can come out and if you can, great. I love those texts, so I think it comes with the territory, right? You gotta, you gotta know what they're asking for. If you're signing me up for more free work, no thank you. Please don't give out my number. But if you're signing me up for things you think I would enjoy, then I think you got carte blanche, so to speak. And I think you gotta use your own discretion there. I think it's okay to ask somebody, like, hey, I think, I want, I want the number for what reason? And then all of a sudden they give it out, and then you go from there. I think it's okay. Like if somebody were to come up to me and be like, hey, can I get Michael Bohm's number? I'd be like, well, what, what for? And then they said, well, I think Michael Bohm should be the next host of Jeopardy, and we're hiring a new host for Jeopardy, and I think Bohm would be great at it. I'd be like, yeah, fantastic. Here's his number. Let me know how it goes. It's a much different conversation than if I'm like, hey, so what do you want Bohm's number for? And they're like, oh, well, you know what? Uh, I need help moving this weekend, and I wanted to see if he could help me uh, pack up boxes and spend his entire weekend doing that instead. Then I'd be like, no, thank you. So I feel like context matters here. And I feel like it's okay. You're within your reach of uh, inquiring whether or not what they want the number for is going to add work into this person's life or make this person's life better. Could you imagine me hosting Jeopardy, though? I could. That's why I said it. Now, I didn't say Wheel of Fortune with good reason. I don't know that you're a Pat Sajak guy, but I feel like uh, currently, Jeopardy, you'd have that down. I need commentary over the questions, though. I told you, uh, for me personally, I don't think I'm a Jeopardy or a Wheel of Fortune guy. I'm a Cash Cab guy. Cash Cab. Me doing Cash Cab. That's the job I never have that I should have had at some point in life. Maybe will. Maybe will. Game Show Network still has to have that thing going on somewhere, right? All right, we move forward. Ken and Anthony with Will Brinson on whether or not quarterbacks are considered football players. It's interesting. You <laughs> said that Tom Brady is by far and away the best football player ever. When we get in these debates, Ken says he's not a football player because he never puts him as number one. Not a football player, he's a quarterback. So explain that one. Well, actually, you would just explain it to Will. No, I, I believe I believe Ken would need to explain yes. that one. Yes, he would. He's, he's not a football player. I mean, he's a, <laughs> I, I he is a football I player. I confident in my stance that Tom Brady is a football he player. He is a football he player. A football. He wears a football helmet, but he is a quarterback. I, I think there are two separate categories. There are quarterbacks and there are football players. Carmen, Colin, Watson, Deshaun Watson doesn't play football. He's a quarterback. Sean Watson's a quarterback. Okay. So the assertion is that it's easier to be good or no? I think it's. I, I mean, I think it's harder. But I again, I don't make a bunch of rules to protect safeties. I don't make a bunch yeah, of rules. Yeah, yeah. There are some rules to protect wide receivers. I, but I mean, you look at what they've done to protect quarterbacks. You you look at what they've done to help quarterbacks. You look at what the league is driven by, and and who drives the league and drives the revenue as the quarterback. I have a separate category for quarterback. Yeah. I mean. That's- I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not like vehemently. Will like, are are pitchers? Take that tone. Are pitchers baseball players? 
They're pitchers. Yes. I mean, but you can't make it a different category. It has to be like a subcategory. No, they're pitchers. That's a separate category. Pitchers are pitchers. That's like saying, like, like are a-holes humans? I mean, yeah, they are. Well, wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pitchers are pitchers. Are kickers football players? Yes. Kickers are, no. Will, kickers are kickers. Yeah. That's a subcategory under football. It's players. a subcategory, so and I hold it separate. I, I, under, I understand what you're doing, but like, yes. I mean, you just—I you know, think you're making it more needlessly complicated. Come on, quarterbacks are football players. I like the take; it's different. I've never heard it before. Quarterbacks are football players. I, I see what Ken is saying. That's the sad part about this, and I think we all see what Ken is saying. Quarterbacks are football players. Now, I don't agree 100% with Dustin's idea that everyone that plays on a football team is a, a said football player. I don't agree with that 100%. I don't know what I call a field goal kicker at this point, but I, it's far from a football player. Long snappers? That's a football player right there, though. Let's not discredit long snappers. It's the field goal kickers I want to come after. All right, leave that there. We come on back. One of you guys, 216-474-0092. Debo Samuel. Cutting off a radio interview short, I'm going to defend him. I know, rare air for me, but I'm going to defend him. Off the beaten path coming your way in 20 minutes. But first, a Jake Murren sports update.